Your go-to girls, Jill Vanek and Lauren Sherwin, flip the script and give you a weekly dose of career advice, banter, and the insider office gossip. You have all heard the phrase, your go-to guy. We are Are your your go-to girls. Welcome back to another episode of the Go-To Girls podcast in the year 2022. What a year it's been. Welcome back. Welcome back. What a year it's been so far. Oh, it's been a doozy. It's been a doozy. I feel like January has been... Not dry? Well, one. Well. Well. (laughs) Speaking of. (laughs) Speaking of. But no, I feel like January has been the longest month of my life. It's literally weeks stretch out. It'll be Monday and I'm like, how is it not Saturday morning? And my clients are like the worst right now. They just want so much from you. They're all over you. This I'm just I'm over it. Well, it's are they been the like, longest month? Are they like so heated and like hot to trot because it's a new year, new me? Mm-hmm. Like, is that kind of bullshit going on? Yeah, they just want to make themselves a priority, get all their stuff. It's just like go away. It's go away. Yeah, New Year, same you. New Year, same you. But, but are you doing dry January? Hell no. I have enough trouble making it through as it is. I know you know, Mama needs some wine. God bless these and people some there. blue moon. Well, I'm on the. Dry January bandwagon. Oh my God, stop. You're not doing your pro loan or whatever but again. No, no, this is, or what was our, um, was it cleanse? <laughs> oh, you're going like eat grass for like a year. No, I need to feed my bod because we have some exciting news for the go-to girls community. We, we, we have been trying to figure out how we're going to do no, this. No, you got, like I screeched. But like, this can't. is the news of all news. This is, this is bigger than like Kim and Pete. Yeah. This is huge. This is huge. Like, I don't, should we drum roll? I don't, here's my drum roll. Is that a good drum roll? Yeah. So Jill and I are having a baby. We're having a baby. We're having a go-to girls baby. It's in Lauren's belly. It's in my belly and Jer knocks me up, but we're having a baby. So we're having a baby. The go-to girls are having a a little bambino. We're having a little go-to girls baby. I. It's a fish. I was like, when are we going to tell? When are we telling the peeps? When are we going to put it out here? You I, okay? We need to talk through the entire oh, process. So I screeched. Much. I've had some time to She's digest. Had, yeah, I gave Jill a week before I told the rest of the go-to girls world. But I literally looked at Lauren and I was like, "Wait, how did this happen?" Mm-hmm. As if <laughs> I don't know how, how this could happen. <laughs> okay, tell us everything. Yeah. So, so wild. So, in full transparency. Jer and I were getting ready to go down the infertility path or we had been kind of talking it through a couple through the years and we had been, you know, off the, I mean, we pulled the goalie like four years ago. Early on. Yeah. Like, was it just like, okay, well, this might be team. Wow. This should have been our last episode where we did our sex episode. But, <laughs> but were, it was it just, we pulled the goalie and Hey, whatever happened, yeah. happened or we weren't, we're not actively trying. Like what was the set? Pulled the goalie and we're like, whatever happens, okay. happens kind of thing. And then, um, when I started, when I went back for my MBA, I was like, okay, probably not the right time. And like getting right. my MBA working full time and getting pregnant probably would be a lot. But Jared's always been ready. Like Jared, since the day we got married five years ago was like, Let's He's go. Born to be a dad. Born to be a dad. Can't wait to be a dad. And I was more of the need to accomplish some things, need to figure out the balance. Like wasn't I wasn't as ready as he was. Well, which we've talked about and yeah. we will continue to and talk, we're talk about. about. Yeah. And I think for me it was balancing of work, balancing mental health, balancing getting my MBA, 
all those things came into my mind mm-hmm. of like, I need certain things to happen before I get pregnant. Well, and your which body is changing yeah. and just like all the shit. So yeah. So like we, so then we had gotten serious after I graduated from Villanova mm-hmm. last year in 2021. We were like, okay. Jared's like, dude, I'm ready. Like he's like, I'm, I'm really ready to be a dad. And everyone around us was getting knocked up. Like, yeah, your friend group. That's the ooh, other thing we'll like, talk about. Like everyone's had babies. So my family, um, my cousins had five babies in one year. Yeah. So like my whole family, like all my cousins are getting pregnant. All my close friends are getting pregnant. Like everyone around me was getting pregnant. And I was kind of like, okay, like maybe it's the time we really start thinking about it. So we tried a couple months where we are like, Peeing on the stick, yeah. smiley face, not smiley face. Like, hey, Jared, today is the day. Like, yeah. we were doing that for a while. Okay, can I ask a... Okay. Yeah, okay. ask all the questions you want. Now, I don't know... The listeners probably don't know this. I... They do. I really don't understand the human body. P.S. I'm a medical professional. I don't either. And... How I got pregnant is a mystery right. to me. I, I no never idea. used to track when I was getting my period. No. I still am like, hmm, where are yeah. my tampons? Were you going through like, these are my ovulation days. Yeah. These like the whole yeah. thing. So for a while we were just like pool goalie. If it naturally happens, it's a miracle. Right. Because I had had back in high school, I had had an ovarian disruption and some, some issues. So I kind of knew PCOS and some other stuff that I had going on um, health wise. I was like, this could be hard for me to get pregnant. Like I knew it might not be easy. Easy peasy. He squeezes yeah. on you. You're totally, pregnant. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of knew going through that. Um, and then, yeah, so we started kind of like doing this thing where like you test your ovulation and we're like, all right, let's be more intentional around right. what we're doing and when, so we can see and like do the cycle thing. When so literally do it. Yes. Yeah, so you pee on a stick, like a certain day after you get your period, smiley face, sad face, all we were doing all of it. Right. <laughs> so we're like, let's try this thing out. So then things aren't like happening and things aren't moving and we're like, okay, like, maybe we're struggling a little bit with infertility. Like maybe we should start to look into this and I'm 32. So like I had plenty of time, but I was like, but what's kind of weird is like when you hit 34, 35, you're considered considered geriatric. geriatric. And I was like, holy shit. Like if this takes more time and I do have like severe infertility issues, like I want to know, like I want to know what's going on. So when we start doing all the testing, um, Jared does like the sperm sample bless him. Cause that's all he has to do with the man. Like literally you're going through ultrasounds, blood tests, all the stuff, but like, which let's face facts. Out. They're doing once a day, at least every anyway, like <laughs> right. what's the difference. Yeah. So, and you got to put in your sweatshirt and drive it to the place and keep it warm. Like, Oh, whole thing. See, see, but this is a question for the go-to. I thought they had to do it there. So it was as fresh no, as so, possible in like a porno room. So no, like you, uh, you Just were able to do it. And I don't know if it's cause of COVID or what, but you're able to do it from home. So you go and pick up like your cup sample. Okay. You have to do it within a certain amount of time. Then you have to drop it off, but you have to like pick your slot because you have to take like the, do the drop off time. So Jer had to like intentionally do this and time it. And then you have to get it to the place within a certain amount of time and like keep it in a sweatshirt to get it like all the way there and like test it. This was the, this was probably the biggest process we had to go through in this whole thing was getting Jer mensely in that place where this was going to happen. That is why I wish we had a camera on Get ready, everybody. Oh, we have to have it back to discuss mm-hmm. that alone. And the baby. Yeah. So then we went through that. I did all this blood work, all this testing. And they're like, okay, when you get your period, we're going to start to do like on day one, we're going to do these ultrasounds on day three of your period, we're going to do it. these ultrasounds. 
and we're going to kind of go through this whole process. So we're like, okay, here we go. Mentally preparing for this. We're just going to find out what's going on, what all of our options are. You know, we're kind of like, we're in this now. Like, let's do, make this happen. So then all of a sudden my late, my friend doesn't come and I'm like two days late. And like at this point I'm tracking everything because yeah, I'm like tracking everything because you have to be for these appointments. Like literally the day of my appointment, I was supposed to go to Ohio to go see our friends of ours in Ohio. And I couldn't go to Ohio because I had to be on that day. God, you had literally in the appointment for the internal ultrasound on that day. So it's like, you're planning everything. So you know, everything in your body, it's happening and timing. And I'm like, okay, I'm like two days late. I'm like, well, that's kind of like normal, like not a big deal. So I said something to Jerry about it. I was like, hey, I'm two days late because he's like, what's up with timing? Like when are appointments? And he's super involved, which is amazing. Like he's like, how can I help you? Let's talk about this. He did all the like the virtual appointments with me. He's like, let's figure this out. So then he's like, well, why don't you take a pregnancy test just in case? And I was like, dude, there's no way. Like we haven't even started this process yet. Like here, like we're going to go full into this now. He's like, just do it. Literally pee on the stick, get in the shower, think nothing of it. Right. Like Jared takes Kinnick out for a walk, walks into the bathroom, looks, and he's like, Lou, there are two, there are two lines on there. And I'm like, yeah. what do you mean? And of course we bought the cheap one. What? Like, of course we bought the cheapo one that doesn't say like pregnant or not pregnant. Like it's like you're evaluating, it. you're evaluating the lines. And like the one line is like faint, but it's like there. Yeah. So what, Jared's reading the 400 page instructions and it's like, even if it's faint, if there's a second line, that means you're yes. pregnant. So then I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Did he freak he's out? Cry- he's so excited. He's like, oh my God, oh this is finally God. happening. Like this happened naturally. There's nothing wrong. Like we're going to do, like we did that, like just over I the moon. And I'm in full doubt mode. Yeah, I'm like, like this no isn't way. happening. This isn't real. This isn't, this isn't happening. So we do a second test. There's another faint line, but it's like faint. Like yeah. it's faint. But I feel like that's you two to a T. Like that's yeah. what you guys work. That's you're like, I need the data. Mode. Absolutely not. Yeah. Like I'm in planning mode. Like what does this mean? What's happening? What does this mean for yeah. my timeline? Right. And Jer's like getting a stroller. And Jer's like <laughs> my dream, like my best moment of my life is here right. right now. So then me, him and Kenny, like all hug each other. It was super cute. We like all hug each other. We're like, oh my God, we're like, we're adding to our family. Like, this is really exciting. And then I kind of go back. I'm like, hey, listen, like there, there, this is like a big, like, we, like, let's not get ahead of ourselves, right. blah, blah. And then Jared's like, well, what do we do? Like, do we like tell your mom? Like, what do we do? And I'm like, no, you don't tell anybody, dude. Right. Like, if anything, I'm a week pregnant. Like, no, we don't say anything. First rule, we're fight tracking everything. There's no fight club. I'm like, you don't say anything. Right. I was like, I'll call the doctor tomorrow and I'll figure it out. So call the doctor, talk to the infertility doctor. And they're like, okay, call your OB. Like now we're going to pause with us. If you're, if you do have a positive test, like we're going to start to go through the OBGYN. Girl, now you don't just got a GYN, you got OB. OB. Exactly. So you got to go like through that whole process. Right. So then you call the OB and you're like, Hey, I had a positive pregnancy test, like the, your gyna that you usually go to. And they're like, okay, we'll see you in eight weeks. I'm like, well, what does that mean? Like, we'll see you in eight weeks. Like, just let it cook. Yeah. Take a prenatal. Don't drink. And like, we'll see you in eight weeks. <laughs> oh, they say that? Like, don't drink. They kind of just say to you, like, hey, be really okay. mindful of what you're eating and what you're drinking and like, okay. take a prenatal. But they don't give you much. Like, you're on the phone with the admin. They schedule your appointment. They literally just get off and go, okay, we'll okay. see you when we see you. So then that happens. And I'm like, oh, God. So then the best part was I was leaving for Charlotte. I was going to Charlotte for my girls weekend. Yeah, to see my college best friends. So, got to Charlotte. Wait, you were going to Charleston? I was going to Charleston. Wait, okay. where did I go? I went to Charleston. Charleston. 
Yeah. I was like, Southern no, I would have Char- known if you no, went no, to Charlotte. No. I went to Charleston. Susie okay. lives in Charlotte. I went to yes. Charleston. I always get them mixed Where you up. saw Craig and Paige. Saw Craig and Paige, got Ooh. to the dinner. We have the nice dinner at the steakhouse the first night. And I'm like, I'm two weeks pregnant. Can't tell anybody anything. Right. Dude. And I sit down with the girls and um, I'm like, and I sit down and I'm like, how am I going to get through this? And Jared's right. like, they're going to know. There's no way you get through a weekend. Well, they're just going to be like, why aren't you drinking? Well, and like, especially me, like to not have champagne or drink wine yeah. at like a nice dinner. Like, and we were going to be drinking all weekend. Like, yeah, there's no way. So I sit down at the table and I look at the two of them and I just saw the summer house people and I'm like so pumped. Yeah. And we're at this, like the nicest steakhouse and for our first dinner. And I sit down and Susie's like, hey, I'm going to order this nice bottle of wine for me and you. And I was like, oh, Rach, are you are cool. you not drinking? And Rachel's our wine girl. Like Rachel drinks red, red wine. Like, okay, no, she's business. our wine girl. So she's like, oh no, I'm not drinking. And I was like, why aren't you drinking? And she's like, well, I'm like two weeks pregnant, but like nobody knows. So you guys can't say anything. No, so she literally my best that. friend, like my best friend in college. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. So she's a week ahead of me at this point. And I was, or she's three weeks and I'm two weeks. And no. she's like, I wasn't going to say anything, but like, there's no way I could have gotten through this weekend. So Susie looks at me and she goes, well, it's just me and you then. Like, it's oh just the two God. of us. And I'm like, dude, I'm out too. And she's like, what do you mean? And I was like, I'm two weeks pregnant, but like, Stop. So that was like the first people. That's so cute. That was the first people who knew it was my college roommate. Oh my God. Was everyone freaking out? We were, well, Susie's like, fuck you guys. Well, like, <laughs> I like, what am I like? I feel for Susie. Susie's yes. like, I just like came here to get whacked with both of you and like having, and like we do a trip every year She's together. She's go to Paige's table. She's like, later. dude, like, I'm just going to go hang out with Southern Charm and go get whacked because yeah. you two losers are doing mocktails now at this like beautiful <laughs> steakhouse at these beautiful steakhouse where we can't drink red wine. Oh so my God. Yeah. So they were the first people to find out. Um, that, you had to, you, you had to, you can't be like, I have a deathly flu. Bye. Like, yeah, just, I can't be like, Oh, I'm cleansing. They'd be like, fuck right. you, Lou. You like we're not cleansing well. this weekend. Like we're going yeah. hard. Like it's our college reunion. Right. Weekend. Like we do this every year. Right. So then there, there's one other roommate that we have, Sarah, who has two kids. So we got back to the hotel room and we told Sarah, cause we're like, we, there's no way we can't not tell her. So we, and she couldn't be there cause she just opened a clean juice and she just has like her second kid. So we're like, we call her and we're like, hey, here's the situation, blah, blah, blah. So my college roommates are fir- officially the first right. people. So they like had before my mom. Lock it up. They had to lock it up. Yeah. And we're like, guys. Right. And and they were great because Rachel's like, listen, you don't say anything. I like, we just don't, we don't say anything. We're the only people that know. So yes, yeah, so that was crazy. So then, yeah, that's how. Okay. Tell us though. Down. Okay. How many weeks are you now? So we're recording on Martin Luther King Day. I am 15 weeks pregnant. Okay. So if I do my math right, four when times I get three times. I got, I got knocked up. You're the night. almost four months. Yeah. I got knocked up the night of my infertility appointment. That's, it, I like serendipity. I don't know yeah. if I, I don't know what I believe in at this point, Literally, but that seems too crazy. The night that Jar and I had the virtual infertility appointment and we're walking through all the steps of it was the night I got pregnant that night. Which is so kind of crazy. Well, it's just crazy that like the, the virtual appointment turned you guys on so much. They that were, we're like, like yes. let's just do this ourselves. <laughs> where we're like, let's just bang this out. Like, this sounds like a lot of work. How and I didn't pee on a, do this? I didn't pee on a stick. I didn't do anything that night. I was just like, screw this. Uh, like, we're going to do like whatever. <laughs> like at this point, we right. just got to go through all the process. Jared's like, this sounds annoying. Let's just try oh, one more time. But okay. But how do you feel? I feel horrible. Okay. Tell us everything. Yeah. So I feel um, this might just be their pregnancy episode. It might be the pregnancy episode. It's going to be, but you know, I 
and it's so weird, not weird. There's so many things this. to talk about with all this. There's so many things, but I watched a documentary over <laughs> holidays. Oh, I watched why, Green Juice. Why am I acting like I'm in Europe? Holidays, oh, holidays. Christmas. Like, what, you know what I'm trying to say. No, remember I was telling you it's called Expecting Amy yeah, and it's about watch it. Amy... Um, Schumer. Schumer. I almost said Schumacher. What's wrong with me? Schumacher. Amy Schumer, but it's about she's going through her pregnancy and it's the cool, I loved it, but she has hyperemesis the entire nine months where she just violently throws up all the time. What's it on? What what is that streaming on? I will have to find out. I want to say HBO. Okay. I forgot which one. I didn't remember. I forgot which platform that one. I'll have to confirm. I got to watch it. But I, okay. So tell us how you're feeling because literally for the nine months she was throwing up everywhere. Yeah. So I'm 15 weeks pregnant. As of today, Martin Luther King Day. Um, so my first trimester was an absolute fucking nightmare from hell. But do, and I'm dead serious when I ask this. The only thing I can equate anything to is like really bad period cramps. I didn't no. lie on the floor. Like, what you, does it feel like? Yeah, it's weird. Like you feel hungover every single day. So like nightmare. I had heard of morning sickness and it's interesting right. that I feel like women don't talk about this more, but like I've heard of morning sickness. I know that's a thing. But I didn't know that you could have like just you could violently be ill for like your first tr- okay, trimester. Because here's what, and again, I'm dead serious saying this. Yeah. In the movies, like yeah. literally, that is where we get a lot of our education for worse. There's no for better. Yeah. But morning sickness in the movies, it'll be a montage, and it's almost like a boot and rally. Yeah. Like then they feel better after no. they throw up. Yeah. So no. Yeah. Tell so us. like tr- trimester one is. Um, you're extremely exhausted. Like you're so fatigued. You want to take naps at all point in the day because you're just physically exhausted. Okay. Um, you are throwing up. So for me, some people have it. Some people don't. I was probably getting sick four to six times a day. So like I would randomly be on a Zoom call and I'd be like, oh, excuse me for a second. Like I just have to go get the dog or I'd, like I'd make up an excuse and I would literally go get sick and then come back. Um, and it's not just the morning. Like mornings religiously I was sick, but like It'll happen at nine o'clock at night. It'll happen at two o'clock in the middle of a Zoom call. Like all of a sudden you get the mouth sweats and it just hits you. But you literally feel hungover every single day. Like you're just exhausted. You have headaches. You're throwing up. You're like lethargic. Like you just like how I can describe it is a hangover every single day. Okay. Is that getting better now? It's better. So I'm in the second trimester. So I'm starting to feel a little bit better. I'm definitely not as tired. And that was the hardest part. Right. Because isn't the second trimester is supposed to be the sweet the spot everyone tells me like you're this gonna is the glow one. you feel great you feel great you're starting to show a little bit you don't feel as nauseous you're not as tired like they're like this is the one you are like this you're thriving well that's my next question am i thriving no well just are thriving. you thriving and what is going on with your body like yeah are you looking in the mirror being like i have a butt because i have a good friend who just turned 23 weeks and yeah. she just swear to God jumping. got a bump. Just. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't feel the baby. Um, I don't feel like I can feel like I'm like, I'm not gaining weight cause I'm getting so sick. So like that I haven't done. I'm like not gaining, she just started weight. gaining weight too. Um, if anything, like I've lost weight during yeah. the whole first trimester, but I think cause I was just so sick. Um, I can definitely feel like, like a little bit of like my stomach's changing a little bit. Like I can feel that. Um, but I definitely don't have a bump. Like I don't feel the baby. I don't feel any movement. Um, I don't think my body's changed. Like I, like it was on the Peloton today. Like I feel fine. Like I feel like the same. I don't feel it yet from a body wise. Well, and it's so interesting because obviously we're going to be here throughout your journey, but that's what she told me yesterday. She's like, 
quite literally overnight I had a bump she's like I swear to god it was yeah. overnight and that's what I've heard is like your like there's just so many changes that happen so I'm reading um the Mayo Clinic's book which basically walks you through like hey on week 14 this is what's happening to you your body the baby and all that what size is the baby now so the baby is a lot uh, the baby's a lime oh. the baby's a lime Mother wait maybe I'm wrong a lime lime's like the okay mm. a lime's like a big monocle like a big yeah <laughs> But I can't feel anything. But yeah, so it's like, it's wild. It's so crazy. But I just, I, what, what's really hard for me, and this is the biggest part with women, and I want to be very transparent through this whole process because, and I can't wait to like, I've learned so much from other women, but like nobody knows you're pregnant and you literally feel like death every day. And yet you're expected to deliver and be yourself when no one knows what's going on behind right, closed Right, it's like doors. the secret, like to sides of the coin like, like you have to it's, it's all so secret. insane like you get on work calls and nobody knows what you're going through and then you're getting sick and you can't tell anybody what's happening and then you're feeling terrible but you can't tell your friends why you're like hey i'm not i'm not gonna go out on this friday night and then you're hiding drinking like i was at a wedding and i was like hiding like you're just hiding everything but you're feeling so lousy but yet nobody knows what's going on with you it's just a weird a weird let time. me ask you this because i agree with you and I think though, what are your thoughts on looking back now? Yeah. You are at 15 weeks, yep. almost 16. Yep. You know, I think the biggest thing that's come to light recently, but still is a long way to go is people don't talk about miscarriages in the first trimester. Yeah. And that's why people don't say anything. Do you looking back though, feel like you can understand how women want that support or why no one says anything until 12 mm -hmm. weeks? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. To protect privacy? Like, yeah. what do you think about that now yeah. that you are pregnant? So like I, Jer Jerry had a really hard time with this because I didn't believe it was happening and probably until the 14th week. Until you passed that Until we got window. through the 13-week ultrasound when we got back from um, Scottsdale because that was my 13-week was I was in Scottsdale. So we did the week after. And until I hit that point where they're like, hey, your miscarriage percentage is at this, I, I didn't believe it because I... I didn't want that disappointment of knowing if that happened. Like mentally, I was trying to give myself like this could happen, right? Like there's a very high percent chance of miscarriage. I've seen a lot of my friends go through that. Mm -hmm. I've seen what how, how hard that is for people. I mentally was kind of in a place. And Jared's like, why aren't you excited with me? Why aren't we talking about this more? Where are you mentally? And I'm like, Jared, I got to be honest. I'm in a place of this is the most amazing thing that could ever happen to us, but this could all change in a moment. And that's really scary. And I don't know if it's because I was always told that getting pregnant was going to be hard. I had some things go on. Like I was kind of like, oh, maybe I'm like damaged and maybe something could happen, but I was worried. So like the miscarriage thing and you're suffering alone because you right. can't even talk to like, I couldn't even call my pregnant girlfriends and be like, hey, this is how I'm feeling, what's going on, because you don't, you just don't talk about it until you get to a point where you hit like a certain moment that you're like, okay, I can tell people. Absolutely. And I think, and we'll obviously continue to talk about this and obviously I'm not going through it, but as your friend and watching you, it's, it brings up a lot of those issues. You're right. We don't talk about it or talk about, okay, what is that mental yeah. heat map that goes on about you're going through a million things that could go wrong. Yeah. But all, you know what I mean? It's just, we don't, yeah. it's a lot of stress. I think we don't talk about either how hard it is for other women who are maybe going through the infertility process right? when you get pregnant. So like, yeah, 
I was watching all my friends get pregnant. My friends kind of knew I was kind of going through the infertility process. There were some conversations we were having. We were worried. And I think people were a little like, hey, it'll happen for you. But like almost a little nervous to talk to me about certain stuff because they didn't want to like hurt my feelings or anything. Because they up. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't imagine for some, for women who are going through infertility or IVF in this process, like how hard that is, but it's almost like you don't talk about it. Right. Or if you are talking about it, um, it's, you know, some women get pregnant really easily. Some have to go through different things. I just think we have to be more open as women to support each other and have those conversations because it's just, I think it's a really tough journey for a lot of different people at different phases. And I'm so lucky that I, like I naturally got pregnant. Like I did. Like, right. And I think to your exact point, it was interesting. And I know, have you watched any of the, and just like that, the Sex and the City reboot? Yeah. Okay. Did you see the recent episode where the professor is having trouble getting pregnant and the friend yes. kind of puts his foot in his mouth yes. and is like, you you guys should procreate. You guys should have a baby. Yes. You're so they're good at dinner, looking. They're at dinner. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah. Right. And I thought that was, not that the whole episode was good. I, obviously, people have their opinions. But mm-hmm. I thought that was like pretty real scene. It's like, it's almost like it's expected. It's, it's oh, it's going to yeah. be easier. Oh, don't you want to have kids? Or, yeah. oh, there's no... There's no room given to like, maybe they just don't want to have kids to a couple or maybe they're having major issues or like, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. And I think it was just, it's getting more eye-opening by the day. I think what was amazing to me is the amount of people who made comments to me around like, Mm -hmm. ever since I got married, when are you having kids? Totally. It's got to be, it probably starts on your wedding day. When are you having kids? And then even when I was getting my MBA, it was never like, Oh, that's great. You're going back to school. It was almost like, well, what does that mean for your being a coming a parent? Like blah, blah, blah. And then you start a new job. And then, but no one understands what's going on behind closed doors of like one partner might want a kid versus the other versus timing versus what you're doing. Right. But people make the most obscene comments like, oh, like I'm so ready for like you guys to have kids or this. And like, it just, it's insane to me that we're still in a place where you're not mindful of all the things that a couple could be going through that's like struggling for them to have kids or hard. 1000%. So I think that's interesting. So I've learned a ton. I've learned, be really mindful of what you say to people Mm -hmm. like that are, that you never know what's happening behind closed Mm -hmm. doors, whether they're trying as a partner or like couple or wherever they're at in their journey be really mindful of people who are going through infertility or IV because you don't know where they're at on that journey. And that could be extremely painful. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just gave me so much appreciation of like being able to naturally have a baby, like how lucky I am. And then I think the other thing is like, don't stereotype what you're supposed to feel or how you're supposed to be during your pregnancy. Cause Jerry and I felt very different at different times. And I think you have to respect that too. And I think just having those conversations, because I feel like as women, we are so apt and able to walk through something with someone you care about. Yeah. Meaning like for me, obviously not the same thing at all, but I've had a lot of women come up to me and say, but I'm scared. I heard freezing your eggs is painful or this. I'll take you through A to Z. Yeah. Yeah. And you would do the same in terms of pregnancy or here's what I was really thinking. I think just being transparent about the process and, but saying, I don't know. I don't know. You know, because it's a counterfactual. If I don't ever have kids, will I be just as happy as if I do? I don't know. Yeah. Like what if you and Jer, what if you guys could never have kids? Totally. Would you, you know what I mean? Just like you said, going, it's it's just. And to be honest, I'm so scared. Like the things I'm worried, and I'm not worried about the baby. I'm like, 
I'm so excited. Like, I think I'm going to be an amazing mom. Like, I'm yeah. not worried about that at all. I think Jerry's going to be the most amazing. I think we're going to be great parents. Like, I think we have a beautiful home that we can bring a baby. Like, there's so many things we're lucky that we're right. like, we are set up and in a great place in our totally. lives to be parents. Yes, absolutely. But am I scared shitless around how this is going to impact my job? Of course. Um, just had the conversation with my boss about taking maternity leave and I'm already worried about like my accounts and what's mm-hmm. going to happen when I come back from maternity mm-hmm. leave and am I still going to have those accounts? They're going to transfer. Like just those things around how's this going to change my work dynamic. I already had to look into daycare and Jerry and I had to make that decision of like, are we doing daycare? Are we doing stay at home? Like your life completely changes. And to say that I'm not scared around how this is going to impact my marriage, how this is going to impact my working life, how this is going to impact my career. I think that would mean be not, I would not be telling the truth. If I didn't say I'm worried about those things. I think it's so natural in for someone in your position, yeah, in our position with career, because again, I want to explore this further. And I think a lot of these thoughts, I will say full transparency. I think this is a lot of bias I carry. Like this comes up for me a lot in therapy, but I have a hard time even like when people bring up marriage, like automatically it feels mm. like my neck is getting tight, like mm. I'm getting strangled. Yeah. Because I've seen examples where the woman is the one who sacrifices and does all the work. Mm-hmm. And every single one of my friends, their right. husbands are amazing, but they, and the husbands included will say, Jill, if I'm being fully honest with you, I'm 10%. Mm. She's 90. Mm. And I mean that in terms of, you know, better than me, but you have to be, especially at the beginning, totally. you're breastfeeding, Feeding. you're yeah. everything, you're everything, you're recovering, you're doing this. Like it, there's just so much that I think inherently it's just so interesting still looking at bigger picture. And like, I know this is not the road we're going down, but it's almost assumed you're going to be good and okay with doing all that. And it's like, oh, the dad took the kid to T-ball. They're so great. Yeah. It's, it just feels like as a woman, it's a lot. Yeah. And even the conversations we're having now, like for Jer, hey, I'm going to take my two weeks of paternity. So he gets two weeks of paternity. I get three months paid and then I'm going to take the fourth month with like PTO, like okay. our um, sick time leave, whatever I have built up. So I'm going to take a total of four months. Um, For Jared, it was like, I'm taking two weeks. And then it's like, then you're back in the fold and you're at work. Right. Where I'm thinking of like, how am I going to transition my accounts? How am I going to set my team up for success? And what the hell is that going to look like when I get back? And what position like how bad am I going to get impacted by having those four months off and not being on client stuff? Let me Which ask you this. Which is wild to me because that's not even a thought for Jer. Like how this is going to impact his work, not even a thought. Not even a thought. Are you at all scared? Deep down or maybe not even deep down? Oh God. Are you scared that you are going to love this baby so much that and not go back? that you work won't matter anymore? Do you, with your identity and work, are, are you, maybe scared is not the right word. Are you open to, mm-hmm. I never want to go back again. I, um, I, I never want to leave you. Like, do, do you th- think about that? I am open. Work has been a major, and we've talked about this in a good or a bad way. Work and my accomplishments have defined who I am as a person. Same. So 100% we talk about that. When I was in college, I was the D1 athlete. Mm-hmm. I was this. When I was starting my career, I was the Disney girl. Now I'm the Duke, like, you know, whatever. And I'm this title and whatever. I have selfishly been able to do that where my career has driven a lot of how I define my success. 
and being a good wife and a good friend and all those pieces. But for the most part, from an accomplishment perspective, that's how I define my success. What I'm interested to see is, will that completely change mm-hmm. now that I'm going to, so like, if I have to work until 10 o'clock at night, I'll crank through it, right? If I'd start right. at eight and work until 10, you just crank. That's not going to be a reality because I'm going to have to get the baby ready for daycare in the morning. We're doing an in-home daycare that's like right in the town and we're so lucky to have that option. But by four o'clock, that baby needs to be picked up. So like, am I going to like shut things off and then have that time with the baby and then get back to work later at night? Like I'm interested to see how I prioritize work in my life when I become a mom. I am too. And how is that going to impact my promotions, job, performance, all those pieces. And not even necessarily, I know the way I'm questioning and it sounds negative, but I feel like I will listen to interviews with very accomplished women. And a lot of them have said, having my baby gave me new purpose, purpose. or I wanted to show him or her, I can ball out this way. Like yeah. it became even more important, but not in yeah. a psychotic workaholic way, more yeah. purpose driven. Yeah. And I, I totally think that's going to happen. For, I mean, that's how I, I'm hoping that happens for me because I'm a person who likes to be busy. Like when I was going to work full time, it was like, great, let's add an MBA full time to my plate. Like I truly think I'm going to be able to balance both and it's going to give me purpose to be a great mom and be present when I'm a mom and still be able to be a kick-ass at what I'm doing at work. Um, but to say I'm not nervous about what that new dynamic is going to look like would be a lie. Right. Because I just don't know, right? I've never had to put, even with Jer, as much as like your partner becomes somebody that you put first in your life, you're still a selfish person who's just taking care of yourself. Like Jer can take care of himself. Like Jer can do work. Like right. Jer can be fine if I have to pull all-nighters to get some work done and to get school done. This baby relies on me, especially as the mom. There's going to be a lot of relying on me. Right. That it is going to be so interesting to see. But I'm surrounded by some pretty fucking amazing women who are like kicking ass, being moms and doing it all. That's so huge. Which is huge. But I am seeing the conversations with those women have changed Mm -hmm. to do I want to work full time? Do I want to be in this position? Do I want to take a part-time job? Do I want to take a full-time job? Do I want to become the VP? Do I want to travel for work as often as I have to? Like those questions were like, oh, they're real. They're real. Like for me with clients, when we go back to in-person deliveries, like, am I going to want to be in Durham four days a week? Like every month, like, what does that look like? Like, can Jer handle that by himself and working too with me being like a, one of us being gone? Like, I think about all that stuff and like, what's that going to look like? It will be so interesting as we, I'm saying we go through this process because I keep going back to Sheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In. Mm -hmm. And no matter your thoughts on that, which we should do actually episode. episode I will never forget. She emphasized so much. The most important decision you can make in your entire life is who your partner is. Yeah. And said, oh. this is the exact rationale. Like if they are not supportive and you are not on the same page, this would be a disaster. Yeah. And I will have to say, like in all of life, like everything we've gone through, and we've gone through way more ups than we have downs, Jer and I, but I wouldn't want to do my, I wouldn't want to do this with anybody else. Like I wouldn't want to experience what we're going through, become parents together with anybody else because we always are on the same page. Like when I decided to make the MBA move, we were on the same page that, Hey, this is probably gonna put the kid on hold, blah, blah, blah. Like this is what we're doing. He was hundred percent supportive. Like 
all moving from Florida to home to all these things. Where's home going to be for us? Where are we going to raise a family? Like you have to have that partner who's going to support you and want to be there a hundred percent by your side. And I think that is so important for me to hear and our listeners to hear maybe again, as we talk through this, even for someone like me who is dating yeah, and dating not well, F faces, <laughs> cluster Fs, like truly, I don't like think the has. trash could get worse. Yeah, it's bad. Yet it continues. Yeah, it's bad. We have some upcoming stories for you. Yep. Don't you worry about that. The horrible dating content will still continue. But when you say something like that, that is what makes me realize like all of these things aren't important. Mm-mm. It's the conversations of what if my parents get sick? Yeah. What will we do? Mm-hmm. What if I get sick? Are you going to be there? Yeah. Um. What if I want to have a baby? Mm-hmm. What, all of those things, like that is what's important. Who's going to be there and go through life with you? Yeah. And who do you have and who do you feel comfortable having the honest, deep conversations with that you are going to be able to sit down and be the most real and raw that you can be to be like, how are we going to figure this out? You're filtering like, nothing. When I got furloughed and was collecting unemployment, it was like, how long does, can this last? How how comfortable are you? How mentally, how long can you carry us? Because he had to carry us for a while. Like, without you feeling the burden of that on us financially. What does that look like for our finances? Right. Like you communication when they say is everything. Communication is everything. Timing is everything, but like if you don't have a partner with you who is willing to have those tough conversations and be completely open and honest with you, you just end up doing things that aren't right. Like for me, this is the perfect time for me to be pregnant. This is the right time in my life. I mentally mentally, which is my big piece of it, can handle this right now. I would have mentally not been able to handle this last year. There's no fucking way. And I think that speaks very highly. And so last week's episode, which if you haven't listened, please go listen. I, Lauren and I had a field day. We're going to have her on again, but at the root of everything Becca talked about last episode was communication. And I think this just speaks so highly of the work you have put in with Jer, but also the work you've done on yourself. Like you don't just amazingly, miraculously, I'm ready. Like therapy and really busting your ass in the NBA, just really putting that work in and having those open lines of communication is huge. Huge. And mentally, when I was in that bad, that, that place between the furlough and everything, which I never thought would ever, I was at the peak of my career. Like right. literally the peak of my career, taking over the whole Northeast market. Like I would have never thought COVID would have happened. I never thought it would impact me, but mentally it impacted me even worse than I thought. And I was in a, you know, depressed and like had anxiety. And there was, it was a rough time, like really rough time. And no I one could, knows no one how knows. it's going to impact you. No I could knows. sit here and say, I'd act like this. I might act completely the opposite. We don't know until it happens. Until you're in it. And I would just say, being able to have those conversations with your partner to say, we need to, fo-, like Jared looked at me and he goes, we need to focus on you. Like, we got to get you back. Like, whatever we got to do, we got to focus on you, getting you back. We'll figure out the fan. But like, you have to have those conversations with your partner. And I think you again, just stress the fact people will take that in a number of ways. But like for me, where it's hitting home is that is what's important. And I would rather be by myself if someone is not capable or able to do that for no, me. It'll just be unhappy. Exactly. It's just It'll just be a battle. Spiral. It'll just be a battle in your spiral right. and just be so hard. And, and not to say my marriage is perfect in any way. God, it's in no way. But if you truly have someone who who you look at as your best friend, your partner, and communication and open, like 
you'll do any, you'll figure out anything. Right. You'll figure it out. You'll you're never be alone. You're There's a team. No you're totally a team together. Yeah. And you kind of go through things like Jared's even talking to me right now. It's like, how can I, can I be a part of night feedings? Like, what's that look like? Like, I want to make sure to take on some things like to the point where it's like, what are we, how are we going to tackle this together? Like as much as I have to take on things by myself, he's already asking the questions, which just makes me feel so amazing of like, how are we going to take this on together? Like, and then he's like, I'll deal with the insurance looking up all that stuff. If you can deal with daycare in this, I'll claim like, mm -hmm. like just all those things of right. divvying up the duties, even in the beginning, like you don't have to do it by yourself, but you need a partner to help you kind of yeah. do those things. You yeah. do for sure. So that's decision number one for everyone God. listening. Who's with a dope, get out, get, get out because seriously, get away from that loser. This is the important shit. Like if you're like, if shit was going to hit the fan, they'd run good, bad, would Bye. they run? Or would you be afraid to tell them? Yep. Or would it be hard to go through? Or would you not maybe make it through that difficult time? Get the fuck out, get, get out. out. And what I will say too, again, to reference Becca's episode, I have so many guy friends. And I think I mentioned this on the episode who don't talk to their wives about sex. Yeah. I am legally number one spiritually, number two, if I am bound to you, if yeah. you are supposed to be my partner and I can't talk to you about where your hoo-hoo willy goes, <laughs> get lost. I am so over how about, that. How about we said it back? We said privates and hoo-hoo willy. She looked at us like, are you two? It goes like you're in fifth grade. Are you guys in fourth grade that you, you're calling it a hoo-hoo willy and privates? I That was probably my favorite part was just seeing her reaction when we, that's how we call it the private things. Yeah. She is a God professional. We say, yeah. For a reason. You know, that's what she's doing. But everything, I don't care yeah. if it's your great aunt Sally. I don't care if it's about sex. I don't care if it's about babies. Yeah. If you cannot be yourself and openly have these oh, get conversations out. and they don't, they, they shy away. They run away. I don't want to talk about it. Abort mission immediately. Run. But yeah, guys love it. But yeah, other than that, we are pregnant. Okay. We are 15 weeks pregnant. We're pregnant. I have one I last question though. I am finally excited. Like I'm finally at the point where I'm like, I'm, no, I, we're I hit, so excited. I hit at that 12 week or that 13 week appointment, whatever it was. And the ultrasound's up on the big screen and like it's moving and everything. Because You're like, you know. I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna be a mom. Well, like that's when it hit me and I got over like the miscarriage like timeline. Right. I was like, this is happening. Um, this is happening. Two things. Number one, hey, I am me. so excited to have a go-to girls shower where we absolutely make you eat Snickers in a diaper. Oh, for sure. No, for last sure. thing I really want to know, and I'm not even kidding. Are you going to eat your placenta? Okay. I didn't even think about it. I didn't even talk about that. <laughs> it is wild though. I do want to talk about it in future episodes. It is insane. No, like though. I'm not kidding. The amount it, it's like I'm having a wedding all over again. The opinions are like assholes. They're everywhere. Well, you know, we need to discuss am I, that. Am I doing a gender reveal? Have I picked a name? Am I sharing the name? Mm -hmm. Um, when do I know what I'm having? Oh, can When's we have a date? contest if we guess the name right? Yeah, for oh, sure. Oh my God. I'm I mean, I'm like telling people, I mean, I'm very open about it. I'm not doing okay. a gender reveal. You'll get a, you'll get a phone call. Love it. But you are going to find the sex. I'm finding out the sex okay. of the 20 week ultrasound, oh my God. Um, which is February 14th, Valentine's Day. Everybody will know. So we'll, we'll come out with that. So excited. Am I talking about names? Yes. I'm talking about names publicly, like what I'm thinking. Okay. And God people have opinions about them. It's fucking insane. It's oh, fun. Like, I'm sure. It's amazing because you could just read it on people's faces yeah. where they're like, hmm. Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> huh. That's a good one. Um, I don't know about that one. So I totally understand why women do not talk about that. Oh, I understand too. Because you look at people's faces and they're like, hmm. Think about that one. Mm -hmm. Think about that one. So we're doing names. Um, 
we cleaned out the room for the nursery. So now okay. I, my office is in with the guest room. So I have a guest room office now. Okay. And then the baby's going in where my office was, which I love. Like my mom did it with me this weekend. It's so Amazing. It's so cute. So, oh, so you already decorated it. I've decorated my office. I just cleared out the room for oh, the nursery. Nice. Okay. Then so we can do that next. Do that okay. That'll be next. So the baby, we got to do that. But yeah, it's fucking wild. And everyone has an opinion about anything. What you buy, what you should wear, how you're going to feel. It literally is like I'm planning a wedding all over again. Like it's just like the floodgates open oh, because sure. like it's just like what's go like just like let me live. Just here we go. Let me live. So I can't wait for the go-to girls community to be like, tell me late. I mean, like you'll have to tell, tell us everything. Tell me everything. Because I have no idea. But I have the most like if I've ever been thankful for the women I have in my life, it's right now. Yeah. Like for sure. Women who have gone through it, women who are currently pregnant, like. I have some pretty incredible people in my life who are like, I just feel like I can text anytime and be like, hey, right. I feel like absolute, like, is this normal? Or what book should I read? Or what totally. was the bullshit stuff I don't need to buy? What do I need to buy? Like, hey, this is kind of how I'm feeling. My boobs feel like they're gonna fall off my body. Like, is that normal? Like, you, you have need, to talk to someone about it. You need a, a good group of strong women who are gonna be supporting you during this time. Because it's so wild. Like, I don't know what to expect. I've never done this. I have no, no clue. And it's gonna rock my whole world. Oh, a hundred percent. But yeah, I'm fucking excited. In the best way though. This is great. Jer's even more excited, which I can be very transparent I about. Like can't wait to get Jer he, back on here. He cries every moment. Like, I love it. He's at every doctor's appointment. He cries at every ultrasound. Every it. time he hears a heartbeat, he, he like cries. But we need to get us a Jer. Yeah. But the big thing that I don't know, Jer's afraid of blood and um, Jer passes out. So every time I have to give blood during my appointments, Jer has to excuse himself from the room. So really interested to see, really interested to see how this, how he's going to do. He's going to have to stay up top in that delivery room. So we might live stream from the room just to see how quickly Jer passes, how have, quickly he's on the floor. He's going to have to say waste up. Yeah. So does Beth Whalen join us and, and be part of the support group? Because I don't know how, how long he's going to stay on his feet. I yeah, just don't. They're going to have to like man down. Yeah. Smelling salt. We're very, we're very, very concerned about this as a as a family of women. Oh my like. God, Chair Man down. So go to girls, it's out. I'm officially I knocked up. It. Jill and I are having a baby. We're having a baby. The best we'll talk announcement. All, we ever. will talk all about it. We'll keep you updated. We want all of your feedback, all you moms yes. out there. I need to know. Give me everything. Give me everything. Give us everything. We are gonna update you obviously regularly. I love it because truly. In a selfish way, obviously I'm so excited, yeah. but I feel like this, it's just, I love us doing this because it's so effing cool. Yeah. Like your perspective, my perspective, like the dating, the married, the having a baby. Yeah. What does that feel like? It's so representative of like a, and, of what a lot of women are going and through. And I would say, ladies, send in your questions or things that you've gone through or what you've seen because- I, I will be as real and transparent and as honest as I can be during this process because I think it's a conversation we don't have often sometimes about the tough topics and we just say it's totally. it's such a beautiful gift and we're and we are it's the most amazing thing it's going to be the most amazing feeling and I can't wait but like it doesn't come with a lot of questions that we've just talked about tonight like career and impact right. of your partner and all these other right. things impact that on are friends yeah impact on how do you relate to someone who has a baby now what totally. do you do like all of it we're going to go through so Love this. We're so excited. We have a go-to baby. Due date, July 6th. 
2022. Happy birthday, America. Happy birthday, America and Sherwin, baby. (laughs) And baby, I cannot wait. So you know the deal. We have a new bambino coming to town, (laughs) but follow us, rate, review, five stars, Instagram, please go DM. It's at GoToGirlsPodcast. Drop into our DMs what you'd love to hear about, what you'd love to see. Plus, we have another big announcement to end the podcast. We are going to see you all in person. Here we go. We are having our first live event. It's our Go-To Girls Galentine's Day event. It's going to be on Thursday, February 10th. I can't believe we're saying like a date, like it's happening. It is happening, ladies. Happening. It's going to start at 6 p.m. We are having it at the Kin Boutique, which you know we adore. Bring your wallets like you will not leave there without seeing 800 things you want to buy. For sure. We will give you additional details. Just know it is going to be a live podcast. We are going to have a huge networking event, all women. So bring your gal, bring your go-to girl. Bring your go-to girl. It's going to be cocktails, snacks, plus... Joey, the owner of Kin, is going to give every person who buys a ticket 20% off. Amen. That's huge. Plus, we are also going to partner with a nonprofit charity, Girls Give Back, which is run by Bree Williamson. We've talked about this before. We'll clue you in, but we would love to support other women. And we're going to ask everyone who comes to bring a feminine hygiene product. And we'll let you know where that's going to go, all the centers that that's going to support. More information, but bring your go-to girl. And it's about giving back and celebrating Valentine's Day. And I love that it's go-to girls after dark because God only knows what we're going to say. I know. This on this event. Risky business. Yeah. But get your tickets because there is limited, there's going to be limited seating. We are so excited to do our first event. Please come and support us. February 10th, shop, drink, network, yes. hang out, listen to the go-to girls. It is going to be an amazing night. Finally getting together in person, meeting you guys. It's going to be, we've just been looking forward to it for so long. We can't wait. So much fun. Follow us on social media. We'll have the link provided. You can also buy tickets at Kin Boutique's website. We will have all of that information for you. And of course, we are going to continue to talk about it in future podcast episodes and also on social. So that's it. We had two big announcements, a baby and a Galentine's. We're having a baby. We're having a baby. We are three having men, three men and a baby. Three Tubbs, Kinnick and a baby. And a baby. And <laughs> a baby. But yeah, thank you guys for all the support. Can't wait to see all the DMs. We're doing it. Love you guys. We will see you soon. See you soon. <laughs>